Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've got my laces tied, ready to take on the world. My jeans cuffed high, don't care to look like a fool. I've got my car hearts in converse. My car hearts in converse. I get up. Well, folks, if you have never heard this song, you are missing out. If you have never heard this artist, you are missing out. So be sure to check him out. He is my guest today, Sky McKee from the band Super Whatever. That's whatever with no E in between the V and the R. So be sure to make sure you're spelling that correct. Had a great conversation with him. That song that you heard at the beginning there, Car Hearts and Converse, and it features lyrics by Mark Hoppus from a little band called Blink-182. This guy is a very cool dude. He was super easy to talk with, and he did not disappoint. You may also know him from TikTok, uh, and this is actually where I discovered him. That's right. I discovered Sky McKee on TikTok. He was under the handle, I believe, Mr. Rogers TikTok, and that's how I discovered his music. I saw him telling a little bit of the story of Carhartt's and Converse, and I delved deeper into his discography and his music, and I am hooked. I am hooked, and uh, I reached out to him to get him on the show, see if he wanted to talk a movie and talk about his music, and he was uh, he was happy to do it, so super, super glad about that, and yeah, super cool dude. Had a great conversation with Sky on the film About Time. If you have not seen the film, we spoil it, so if you don't want to be spoiled, go watch the film and come back and listen to us, but either way... If you don't do that, be sure you're listening to his music. This is a super talented dude. Not just this song, but uh, he has other albums as well. Don't You Want to Be Glad is one album and Never Nothing. Great, great songs, great lyrics, deep lyrics. We get to talking about some of them in this conversation, so... Uh, Before we get into that conversation, make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, you are rating and reviewing us, basically on any platform you're listening to us on. We'd really appreciate it, it helps out a lot. We are climbing up those charts, and if we uh, continue to get uh, these talented guests, hey, maybe we'll climb even further, but... I just enjoy these conversations. It's not about the numbers. Let's be honest. Come on. Uh, And at BlockbusterCast, you can follow us on Twitter and at uh, BlockbusterMentality on Instagram. Both those sites are where you can get all the updates on the latest shows. But again, Sky McKee from Super Whatever. And this is my conversation with him. And we talk about time. I'm going to be myself. So here's the weird thing is um, my label, I don't know if you know about any of this, but my label asked me to start doing TikTok to promote my band. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, kicking and screaming, I didn't do it. I signed up in November and started posting in like pretty much when we were on tour in February just to like updates of tour stuff. And then I kind of like 
deep dive deep dove after our tour in March uh, at, at the end of March when um, things started shutting down. I was like, fine, I'll start promoting my band online. Cool. And then I just never promoted my band. I just like talked and talked and talked and just had fun. And then video started going viral. And then it became like a, an, it, it, I stopped, I changed the name from super whatever to Mr. Rogers TikTok because I right. was like, it's just fun. And I'm not even promoting my band anyway. So why not change it? And so a lot of people don't know my band at all. A lot of people are like, Mr. Rogers guy. I'm like, <laughs> since quarantine. So. No, yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely invited you on. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely enjoy your music. Uh, definitely That's my awesome. my taste. Uh, now, is that like a? Do you think this has helped your music more than? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a weird thing. I mean, it's it's cool because a lot of the uh, big TikTokers are befriending me because the community is actually pretty small on TikTok. Like the amount of people who are successful on TikTok and like doing something noteworthy like there's just like hot people sure but, like the people that are like content creators that are doing well on there there's only like you know a handful so the people who are willing to help me and uh because music is such like a it's such a gatekeepy thing and right. people like you have to know the right people and it's all like industry industry and all those walls just kind of came down so tiktok is even though i'm not like directly promoting super whatever um, it's just given me crazy opportunities. So yeah, no, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I did discover you through TikTok. I discovered your band through Great. TikTok. So <laughs> it worked yeah. in that regard. Um, and yeah, oh, yeah, I totally dug it. I've uh, you know, I, I've not only obviously listened to you know your Mark Hoppus song, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've dug into your other albums and stuff, and I. I totally dig it, man. It's uh, again. I I grew up with you know the the Taking Back Sundays, the Brand News, the uh, you know um, Saves the Day, uh, Mm -hmm. all all those uh, you you name and all those you know emo (laughs) emo bands. Um, So Godfathers, (laughs) exactly. And I've always been a huge Blink fan as well. So. Nice people. Well, I mean, let's let's start with that. I mean, well, how did that work out? How, how did you get a hold of Mark Hoppus to 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 get that get that done? So I was uh, just as like surprised as everyone else. A lot of people asked me if like the label had made the connection or like, wow, it must be great to be signed. What actually? Ha- I mean, it is pretty cool being signed. But um, <laughs> what happened was while we were on tour, I uh, saw that he tweeted something about having a songwriting session with a friend and i was like damn that's crazy we should write a song and he was like cool (laughs) okay um and so the day after i got back from tour went over to his house super just so casual and he's like cool you got anything and i was like i have this one thing that i'm really proud of but like it's about like pants and shoes like i wrote the chorus um beforehand i was like i'm so proud of it but like it's kind of cheesy, like pants and shoes. He's like, I mean, your first idea is usually your best idea. So like, if you, th- if you think it's cool, it's probably cool. I was like, yeah, it's about like not caring what people think and like something I've been struggling with. And so I just want to like put on the things that I care about that make me feel comfortable. That like, like screw what everyone else thinks. And he's like, great. I love it. Um, so it just kind of like, f- it just happened. Um, yeah. and come to find out, I know like the emo night crew, um, and I guess Morgan uh, from Emo and I had talked really highly of my last record to Mark. So Mark had heard my name. So 
yeah, super casual. It was just like, hey, man, you want to work? And he's like, okay. So (laughs) it just worked. Oh, man. Yeah, that's got to be a great feeling. Just him saying, sure, sure. Why not? Yeah, come on over. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, did he uh, he get get any blink stories from him? You don't have yeah, to yeah. tell them, but you know, <laughs> did you, we actually, we talked about, um, making it like be how old you are and like what it's like to like make it as an artist. And, um, he said he got signed when he was 23. Um, and he said he felt like he was too old to be doing music or to be getting signed. He felt like he was past his prime. <laughs> and my first thought was like, yeah, nobody likes you. 23. I was like, ah, oh, that's like a, that's a lyric. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also I was thinking about how I'm 27. I got signed when I was 23, um, as well, but I'm 27 and I feel like I'm, my career is budding like now. And True. so I, that was the conversation we had where I was like, I feel like I'm behind what it's, what's it like to be blink. And he was just like, no, I was 23 and felt like I was behind. And like nowadays people are 17 and blowing up. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So that was sure. like the big thing, the big takeaway. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that's that's it's funny. Yeah, you connected those that that lyric there. The, yeah, no one likes you when you're 23. I I can relate. I remember listening to that when I was like 15, 16, be like, yeah, no one likes you when you're 23. It's like yeah, I totally, yeah, I relate yeah. to that. <laughs> totally relate, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff, man. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it was a, a huge encouragement for you. Now, I mean, I obviously it's a, a super, super whatever is the band. Is it always been a set few of guys? Has it always been the same guys? What's uh go go into that a little? Um. So. It's my little passion project, and I um, I had some people help record on the first stuff, and then I got um, offered to get signed to Hopeless Records um, six months into being in a band. And so I just, the two people that were the most consistent people, I asked them to sign with me, and they did. And then we kind of had a falling out. Um, just, you know, I don't like to party. I really like making music and I don't really party. And so um, just conflict of interest. And so started getting tour offers and uh, that was a rotating thing. Just trying to find people that were down to hop in a car for a month. Yeah. Um, then I met Chase, my, my sweet, sweet Chase. Um, <laughs> he is um, my drummer and he's amazing. Um, and so instead of it being a four piece, like it was, I was like, I'm talking to a producer that's down to do more production if you're down for it just to be the two of us, I like you. And it's hard to find people that like mesh, I mesh so well with, especially on tour. So like, if you're down and he was like, Oh, this is like all I've ever wanted. We got along really well. He was in my wedding. Like he's, oh, wow. he's just a good guy. And so now it's just the two of us, which is cool because um, we're about to release new music. And I feel like it's like the, f- everything we've done up until this point has gotten us to like, the first release like this feels i'm just so proud of everything we're doing now so yeah it's yeah. just two of them mm-hmm. okay and how how'd you meet him um i met him he was playing drums for a band that i went on tour with and okay. he was just like filling in oh gotcha okay mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah. how things work that way you know and just just happen to be at the right place you know and you, you connect with that person it's yep. crazy man crazy yeah, it's it, fun. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Is it uh, now? Uh, have you ever considered, you know, doing some music on TikTok? Like just kind of, you know, doing a little, little, uh, little jingle. Not jingle, but you know, a little jam or whatever. A little ditty, a little ditty yeah. on TikTok. I don't know because I don't think I've I, seen 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 you do that on that. Um, I just I'm a little nervous because there are so many people who are so talented that I feel like I. Uh, I I like my music, but sometimes I'm like afraid to have just a, an acoustic guitar. Um, one of our songs actually started to go viral on TikTok, uh, Melancholyism. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. And then Carts and Converse um, started to go, but then I uh, changed my username and uh, just crushed all hopes of um, that song going viral. Uh, oops. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, the plan for the next step is to to push it pretty hard whether that yeah. be acoustic or or whatever yeah do it yeah. man if if you know uh not that i'm anybody but i recommend it i think people need to need to hear your music i love your lyrics i think they Thank uh you. they speak to a lot of people they speak to me and yeah i definitely definitely appreciate uh what you do um Thank you. there was a song i was listening to earlier just had a quick question about somewhere someone yes, somewhere, somewhere somehow, somehow. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i asked you how he's yeah. been doing the day before what's that song about um it's about my cousin who committed suicide Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a powerful song, man. It's uh, yeah, it hit me, and yeah, just uh, I, I really just wanted to ask you, just because you know I'm always interested what's behind the lyrics, because sometimes you know I, I remember you know like uh, um, Ben Gibbard, uh, I want to say mm-hmm. dashboard, no, um, uh, Death Cab. Thank you. Death Cab for Cutie. Um, you know, he has a song called What Sarah Said. And, you know, it's talking about someone dying in in, uh, in in the ICU. And, you know, love is watching someone die. But that's actually, it was something that just he heard someone say. Love is some someone's, you know, uh, love is watching someone die. And um, so it wasn't really his experience. Uh, so I'm always interested to hear if it's, you know, an actual mm-hmm. experience of, of the artist or, or, you know, what the inspiration was. So sure. Yeah. My, um, my cousin committed suicide and the song is about just kind of like the signs and not realizing that like, um, not realizing that that was coming. Like, and I, I was talking to my other cousin. So I was talking to Tori about Matt and Tori um, we were talking about about Matt, and I was just asked. I literally was like, "Are you? Is, how's he doing? How's he been?" He's like, "Oh, he's doing really good. Um, he's playing football and um, all this stuff." And uh, it, the next day, he committed suicide, and so oh, wow. I was under the impression that like everything was fine. And so that's what the whole beginning of the song is about, and then the end is about um, my struggles. And so um, the whole point of the song is to showcase that, like, and if you listen back, the song is about my cousin's depression leading up to um, him taking his life and how I'm like going through the signs and trying to figure out like what those are. But then the whole point of the song is to show the listener that they're not paying attention, that I'm struggling. And then the bridge is the, like I've been wrapping these tragedies in plastic and throwing them away amidst the trash that I inhabit. Um, I'm clogging up my feelings with a sickness that is sadness. And actually you're the first person I've told this to. This song came out like three or four years ago and no one 
no one knows that the song is not just about Matt. The song is about me struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. Sure. Um, and so the whole point of the song is the listener doesn't understand or doesn't realize what I didn't understand or realize that like, look out for these signs. But then I show people the signs of my life while I'm singing about him. And then I end the song with like, see, you didn't see it. Like pay attention. Like let's, let's try harder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great, man. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it's about a dark, a dark subject and tough, tough subject to talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 powerful, man. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, kudos there. How long after did you write the song? Um, I wrote it like six months after okay. um, as just like a poem. And then it became a song like four years after that. And it was the first song, quote unquote, that I wrote because it was the first song that um turned into music for me so okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no yeah good stuff man and and then yeah i mean the, the flip side of that car hearts and converse i mean that that to me is a very positive song mm-hmm. you know just encouraging people to be themselves and yeah it's just uh it's you know it's uplifting and it's it's great uh, <laughs> you know i'm no Thanks. music critic but you know it's uh i just you know, definitely wanted to let you know how much I appreciated that and how much sure. uh, it drew my attention to you and, and everything. So um, yeah. is that going to be on like an actual album anytime or? I'd love to put out an EP, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love that to end up somewhere. Um, it's one of my, one of five other songs of like um, my insecurities. And so, yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. plan, but we'll see if it gets, Greenlit by the label. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, you never know. You know, I mean, it, it, you got a big name attached to it. You got your talent attached to it. And I think, uh, I think, I think you'll fare well there. So, we'll yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna be talking a movie here, folks, yeah, a go. movie with mu- musician, uh, Sky McKee. And actually I do have one more question. Uh, wh- when's the last time you actually, uh, you know, I got this COVID crap going on. When's the last time you actually played a live show in front of an audience? Um, I think it was the very beginning of March. The oh, very wow. last show I played, I played the Constellation Room in Orange County, um, my hometown, and I had a panic attack um, and had to stop the set halfway through. Oh. Went off stage for like 20 minutes, came back up, finished the set. Um, yeah, I was feeling really anxious about COVID back then, and so I was like really struggling. But um, the show was great, and everyone enjoyed it. I was like apologizing profusely. I'm like. I'm so sorry that I did that. I'm sorry that I'm struggling with people. We had a really good time. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, <Other than> that. <laughs> at least you finished it. You know, you, you made it past the finish line. So there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> um, but uh, that's great, man. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get, well, you know, you can talk about projects in, in, a, in a little bit or anything you got going on, but uh, yeah, let's get into this movie, man. Sure. Uh, we're, we're talking today about time uh, from 2013 starring Domal Gleason, Rachel McAdams, directed and written by Richard Curtis. Now, you know, I usually ask a, a guest if, you know, they have a movie in mind and if they don't, I usually send them a list. You had said you're, you know, you're you're into romantic comedies and things and you mentioned about time and I said, "Hey, let's do that." But what what made you mention about time right off the bat? Um, this is my favorite movie. Um, oh, okay. 
Yeah, like all time favorite movie. I really like. Um, I like feel good movies. I don't really like yeah. like gory anything, any thriller. I just literally like feel good movies. Yeah. Um, and Donald Gleason is my favorite actor. Um, I love the, I love everything he's pretty much everything he's been in, but I love the score. Um, I love the concept. So yeah. 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 Yeah, the 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 score and the and the soundtrack is great. I love the music. Yeah, me and my wife were refreshing earlier on today, and she was just enthralled by the music. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was yeah, terrific soundtrack. Um, so yeah, this is uh, you know, it's it's a romantic comedy, dramedy a little bit, uh, but it's a time travel movie, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> very interesting for, for this, this type of movie, but it's done. So, you know, it's done in such a clever manner. Um, you know, you got Domo Gleason who is a little awkward, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's got a good relationship with his family. He's got a good relationship with, especially his sister. They have movie night every, uh, every Friday night, which, Jeez, I wish I had that, you know, with my mm. family growing up. Jeez. Um, they they go to, you know, spend time on the beach, have a beautiful house. Um, and uh and yeah, it's uh it's got a got a nice setup. I love the the narration with Domal Gleason and everything. Um did you did you grow up on a on a on a beach like that with a family movie night every night? Uh, absolutely not. Zero like percent. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. There's a lot more, a lot more uh, discourse in my family. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Uh, Orange County, California. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're a, you're a California guy, and mm-hmm. you're still still there, eh? Yeah, um, born and raised. Nice. I, uh, Look it's interesting. You. I wanted to move to Chicago. I wanted to move to Washington. I, I had places I wanted to go, and then once I started touring, I was like, actually, it's really cool to come back to something familiar. So it's yeah. Nice. Didn't want to, you know, stay in SoCal, but um, but I'm here and that's okay. Yeah. yeah Where are you at? You know, I'm in uh, Tampa, Florida, originally nice. from uh, Detroit, Michigan. So okay. o- always an East Coast boy. Uh, but uh, I too love Chicago. I uh, uh, me and my wife have vacationed there a couple times, and yeah, it's a okay. uh, great place. Love that place. Tampa Especially- is wild. Yeah. It's uh moved here, yeah, about uh, uh not it was not my choice to move here. Moved here when I was about 15 with my parents cuz mm-hmm. I had to and uh kind of stuck here now. So <laughs> sure. <laughs> Got wife and kids, you know, so you know, I'm stuck. But uh yeah. We're, we're, yeah. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> the, 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 I mean, that's what we're talking about. Making the best of your time that you have, which is mm-hmm. what this movie's message is about. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's great. So, yeah, you get to Damal Gleason. Tim is his character. Um, you know, <laughs> awkwardly going through life. And uh, they have this uh, New Year's Eve party. He's supposed to kiss this girl at midnight and uh, doesn't doesn't do so um because he's awkward and you know uh he just he can't do it he he, he just shakes her hand like oh yeah happy new year <laughs> it's so, so great um and then uh and then yeah we get the revelation from his dad played by bill nye um saying how men in his family can travel back in time 
So this is where the time travel comes from. But they can only go back to their memories. You can't go back and kill Hitler or anything like that. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting concept off the bat. So I mean, if you if you, if you were, what's the first thing you would think to do if you were given this news uh, that you could do this? What 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 would you think to do? <laughs> Put me on the spot here. Put me on the spot. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I think that I think that my childhood my childhood was pretty traumatic, and so I'd rather just like these years are the good years, in my opinion. These are the these are the the calm years, the safe years, and so probably yesterday, the day before, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't go back. I would stay in my immediate. How about you? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, selfishly, you know, I initially would think, you know. You know, going back and you know maybe investing in in things, stuff. you know that yeah. that kind of stuff. But the movie says, you know, they even built. You know, his dad says like that's not something you can do. Like that's something that you know is not going to make you happy and everything like that. So selfishly, yes, I would probably initially think that. But um, as this movie points out, there's there's points in your life that you you, you kind of think like, oh, I would I would really want to do that different. Oh, I would really want to uh, th- that super awkward moment I had in middle school. I'd like to replay that, you know, and and do things right, you know, instead of it keeping me up all night, you know, something that happened twenty years ago. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you're you're right. I mean, yeah, yesterday I could have done things better. The day before, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's 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 tough to say. It's tough to say, especially with the with the rules of this. You know, you can only go back to things that you've actually lived through, and uh, and and change it there. So so yeah, I mean, he he go he d- he does his first thing. Like he thinks his dad's just joking with him. Like okay, okay goes into the closet and thinks about the night before and goes back to New Year's Eve and ends up kissing the girl instead of just shaking her hand and boom finds out it's real finds out it's real and uh that's when uh that's when the fun begins it's so interesting you know what this movie brings brings about you know it's like what you know, obviously the, you know, towards the end talking about, uh, you know, how you should just live each moment like it's your last, you know, I love that message, you know, just, uh, and I, I also like this, this is actually what I would do too, is live each day twice, leave mm-hmm. each day the normal way and then live, live it the way in like a fun way and like a lighthearted way. What do you think? Yeah, that's a big thing for me that um, that I struggle with is I think that I've spent most of my life trying to get away from like the chaos of my upbringing. And so I spent a lot of time trying to be something, trying to be a musician, a rock star, a touring artist, uh, an artist, a thing, a person or whatever. And um, I met my wife a couple of years ago and it's been interesting uh, because all I've ever wanted is to be something. And I realized that um, I'm actually way more excited to live the ordinary lifestyle. Um, and just like, like we were uh, pregnant, we're due in like a couple weeks. So okay. congratulations, mm-hmm. man. Thank you. So that's like, 
the mundane and the ordinary are what I'm like actually looking forward to. Like doing TikTok's fun and doing YouTube's fun, but I'm like not looking to be anything anymore. Like things are growing and that's awesome. I love more people subscribe to my weirdness and we get to be all be friends and weird and that's right. great. But I like the idea of living more ordinary lifestyle. Like I'm, I don't need to be Billie Eilish. I don't need to have, a, you know, billions of people looking at me. I'd rather just have, um, I'd rather do good in my circle. So is so. that what you mean by be something just kind of be, you know, be successful and make money and, you know, just what, what do you mean by be something? I think, icons are very appealing to me or like desirable like being iconic being a harry styles being a being a huge larger than life person and i think that i just i'm not that uh in my like intrinsically and so i'd have to become that to be someone else or to be larger than life and it's just it's just exhausting i'd rather not I'd rather just be a dad. Like I'd rather just be a dad who like vlogs about my kid and writes heartfelt music that helps people. And that just sounds so much better than being iconic. Like that just sounds right. exhausting. So I love just the movie's ideology of like the ordinary lifestyle being desirable. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, be just, yeah. Being, being there for your kids, you know, doing, doing the best you can. I mean, at the end of this movie, you know, even says, yeah, just, uh, living your last day like you're living it again but doing mm -hmm. it right this time you know yeah. it's you know because yeah i mean the fame and the money you know could initially you know you could be excited over that but ultimately it comes down to the the actual people you love sure you love your fans you love you know that they enjoy mm -hmm. what you do but it ultimately comes down to who who truly cares about you, who you tr truly care about, you know, it's, sure. it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot deeper than that. If you're just chasing the money and the fame, like you're, you're never going to find any sort of happy happiness, mm -hmm. you know, with that. And I think that's, you know, what, you know, when his, when his dad in this movie gives him the, the lessons or whatever to happiness, you know, he, again, he says, you know, try to live each day just like a normal person, but then live that same day again and, you know, do it, do it different, you know, see what, see what comes of it. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, definitely a, a powerful movie in that regard. And again, I don't think this movie gets enough, uh, attention, you know? Yeah. I don't know anyone who's seen it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love this. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. It uh yeah it did not get get a lot of attention. I don't think it was up for any awards or anything. I mean, it's got a seven point eight on IMDb, which is that's a solid score for IMDb. Um, so yeah, I mean, the people who have seen it do uh, hold it in high regard. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, because you got you got him you know, going through, uh, you know, go, be, be, being the lawyer and everything. He initially wants to use this, uh, this device to kind of find love, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's what he's interested in. And then you got that whole situation with him and Margot Robbie, you know, uh, which was a total eye opener. And so, uh, interesting narratively, um, how, 
he initially goes to her the last night and says how he feels about her. And she says, oh, you shouldn't have told me the last night. So he rewinds to about a month before, says, I love you. And she says, okay, well, let's wait and tell me again on the last night. And she still yeah, did the same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's <laughs> it goes to show that even if you could have the power to go back and change something, like something embarrassing you said, like doesn't mean it's going to change it. You know, it's it's uh, it's not as great a power as you think it might be. You know, people are still going to be who they are at the core, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> my thoughts on that. Um, and yeah, I thought that was uh, again just so many powerful, powerful messages in this movie, and a lot of a lot of funny parts in this message. Like I, I, in this movie, like I love uh, is uh, what he initially gets to. I don't think it was, I don't know if it was London or what, but he gets to his dad's friend who is a playwright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy's such a dick. Like he's yeah. like, "Who are you?" Like, "Oh, you you made me forget the best idea I had in years." Like, and he yeah. still shows him to his room and everything. <laughs> yeah, thought that was great. Um, it's um, the cast is crazy to me because obviously Margot Robbie. Uh, I didn't really know who she was before this movie, but right. Margot Robbie. Yeah, um, I actually didn't know who Rachel McAdams. Like, I knew of her, but I didn't know like how much of a pivotal person she is in rom-coms like she is the rom-com girl and i hadn't watched many rom-coms before this movie i just watched a lot of don gleason movies and so i was like oh she's great cast for this movie and then i started watching other movies and i'm like oh she's like i forgot all of them but i'm pretty sure she's like time traveler's wife and like she was like the staple girl for every single rom-com yeah and it kind of like I don't want to say it ruined it for me, but I saw her and him, her and uh, Donald Gleason or Tim as like such like a, just an iconic duo that I was like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that she's just the, like, she became the placeholder for rom-com female archetype. But I just, I I didn't know also that um, the playwright guy um, was in, I did like just a little research. He was like, he's in like everything. He's it. He's the manager. He's the A and R guy from the label in um, Bohemian Rhapsody. He uh, is in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like he's just like a like background character in like so many movies that I've seen. I'm like, oh, you're you're the guy. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you're that guy. (laughs) I loved Um, uh, I loved the character Rory. His, uh, oh, yeah. his guy is <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, I mean, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, uh, obviously, I think the well, obviously, she's in Mean Girls um, mm-hmm. and then uh, Wedding Crashers, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Um, but uh, yeah, so many, so many great, great actors in this. Um, love the, you know, the, the scene where they go to that. Uh, dark night not nightclub but dark restaurant where you can't restaurant, see, yeah yeah you can't see who you're talking to you just have to go off their voice and everything and they totally hit it off and everything um why do you think it was so important for him because after that he goes 
and his the you know the guy we were just talking about the playwright guy he uh you know had a terrible play you know the guy forgot his lines mm-hmm. uh, everything like that why do you think that it was so important to tim to to um go back and and make sure the play went well um i honestly have no idea that's actually the one <laughs> point in the movie that i'm like it felt a lot of the movie felt like the the continuity was great and like the care how the characters would act was great and like like the the dinner the dark dinner thing is like believable i'm like that's a weird thing that a friend would just take you to like it just felt the whole movie felt pretty believable as stuff would happen but i'm like okay he met this girl and this guy has a bad playwright okay so it wasn't worth it to him after being like oh I don't have her number now. Now I have to go to a Kate Moss like showcase. It's like, no, just go back again. Screw screw the guy. Like, right. (laughs) You would think it was worth it that much to him. He would have just like been like, oops. And like gone all the way back. But instead he like clunky, like uh, very, very like awkwardly like stumbles through like the scenario with her at the gallery. And I'm like, uh, for me, I'm like, is it what, what was the value of that? I don't know. Right. What do you? Th- I yeah. It's well, well. First, now now that we're talking about it, I um I feel like it was kind of a device used by the director or the writer mm-hmm. to sh- to show us that he realizes now that you know if he goes back in the past, he's because he realizes he doesn't have a number back. anymore. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a device to to show us that to show the character that. Oh, I can't just go back and still have that same information as before, and they It'll don't remember me. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and then yeah, when he, oh my god, it's so awkward when he goes to her in the museum, the Kate Moss thing, like and like awkwardly taps her on the shoulder. It's it's so yeah. awkward. It's just like you're being such a creep, dude. Just stop. But yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, like screw the playwright guy. Like just go back and do the whole thing with the dark date again and boom. You're But then he ends up then he ends up going to the that uh the whatever the gallery and then talks to her about a party she went to like weeks before and like goes to that party instead i'm like that's just so it's like digging himself in this right i'm like that that uh play that his like flatmate did must have meant so much to him that he didn't want to interfere with that that he keeps going back in time to like right his around it yeah Uh, because yeah. yeah, he finds out that yeah, that she met someone at that party that her friend you know was throwing, and you know they've been dating for about a week, and then yeah, he shows up at the party. Do you think this was uh, manipulative of him to show up and you know uh, make her fall in love with him when he takes her out to dinner after the party? Uh, you know, just to get there before the guy who she ended up dating in the prior timeline. Do you think that was fair? Do you think that was, or do you think that was kind of, kind of shady? I think, um, the weird part about this movie, watching (laughs) it again, um, is that he just kind of like bulldozes his way into this girl's life and then never tells her about 
time travel. <laughs> so like, I'm waiting for the end of the movie for him to be like, this is what I did. And her being like, well, and like a fight over it or something like a time tra- traveler's wife type movie where it's like, right. Oh my God, I can't believe you did this. But it was just like this movie, this movie didn't spare any like moments of not cuteness. They just like let it end. So cute. But I'm like, wait, he's like, all I want to do is use this to find love. And it's like, yeah, you did that, but you like didn't give her the opportunity to say no, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause again, you gotta, you know, which he finds out at the end, you gotta just live life and let it play out. Like if something mm-hmm. doesn't work out, that doesn't work out. Similar with the whole Margot Robbie situation that yeah. didn't work out. You know, but that's such tried... a funny, sorry, sorry, keep going. No, go, go. That's just such a funny, like now thinking back to it, it's such a funny takeaway that like, you gotta just live your life and let things happen because the whole movie was spent him manipulating time to like <laughs> yep. to be in this girl's life. Yep, <laughs> definitely. And then, yeah, I mean, you, you know, the, the the Margot Robbie thing when you know Rachel McAdams doesn't want to go to the play, yeah. takes Rory along with him, and he you know tries a couple times with Margot Robbie, and he totally screws it up. And then she notices him after uh, those two times, like she notices him, like because he tells Rory. Oh, it's a girl I used to love. Meh. Leave her alone. <laughs> and they walk yeah. away. And she mm-hmm. notices him. They go out to dinner, which, hey, dude, you got a girlfriend, bro. What are you doing? Like, what, yeah. what's, what's, what's this about? <laughs> um, I think that's the weird thing about um, rom-coms in general is there's that, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's this complex where the guy can, like, just be an ass. And the mm-hmm. girl is, like, just okay with settling and that's like the beauty of the movie always is like wow the guy's like he's a lovable ditz and the girl (laughs) is like compromising i'm like at a certain point i'm like wow if she knew what was going on she compromised so hard on this dude yeah and then the end is like wow look at their happy life i'm like oh no (laughs) run so. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, the the base of the story is him, you know, finding finding love and and going through all that. Uh, but I think it ultimately comes down to to him and his father. You know, I think it. Oh, I think it. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely comes down with him and his father. You know, their relationship. Um, you know, you you finally, you know, uh, Rachel McAdams and and Donald Gleason get married have have a kid and all that um you know you you got uh his sister kit cat uh <laughs> very mm-hmm. unique name uh kit cat who met a guy at the new year's eve party at the beginning of the film uh he doesn't treat her right she fell into you know being an alcoholic and all that and it's his daughter's birthday party. The boyfriend shows up and he's like, where's Kit Kat? He's like, oh, we got in a fight. I don't know where she is. She ends up in an accident. Um, and, you know, he thinks he can go back and just change her life, um, which is a huge... I'll get into the plot holes later. I'll I'll say sure. that later. <laughs> I know this is your favorite movie, but there's definitely plot holes. His sister uh, gets in an accident, and you know he thinks he can he can go back and and save her, and he lets her in on this secret that he has that they can tra- time travel 
and he takes her with her. He makes sure he she never meets her boyfriend to begin with. Um, and you know, boom, the time flashes forward, and boom, all right, everything's great. He comes home, and instead of a daughter, he has a son. He has a son instead of a daughter, which you know is very jarring to him. One thing I don't get is wouldn't he get new memories and stuff a mm-hmm. little bit anyway <laughs> because because he doesn't get new memories but Kit Kat does Kit Kat does okay she's no but no but that's the that's the issue is he's like what a boy and she's like they get back and she's like oh it's your friend remember <laughs> yes and he's like oh so oh. you're dating my redhead friend and she's yeah. like yeah he's so cute I'm like wait she hasn't even gotten out of the little room and she knows already all of her memories have been jogged about what happened but he's like a boy <laughs> like he what? he's the one in on it he should be he should know when things change right <laughs> what is this <laughs> it's almost like I, I wonder if it would have been better if they didn't write that into Kit Kat's line because he checks his phone and he's like where's Mary's number and it's like well, you should know that you didn't have that dinner. It wouldn't be like it wouldn't be in your memory. Right. That that change would yeah, have happened. That's true. And then, yeah. And then the the kid thing. I'm like, okay, that changed. Maybe. I mean, the plot hole could be revised if like she doesn't have time traveling things, so she doesn't remember other uh, other timelines. Maybe like the man in the family can remember the timelines. What did you think about um, about his is it his uncle, the guy who like can't remember anything? I was gonna ask you that. Um, that was a very interesting character. I, I loved him. He was he provided a lot of co- comedic relief. Yeah. Um, especially when they say, you know, he's like, she says, "I'm pregnant," and he said, "Oh, who's the father?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he said, "Oh, no, it's Tim." Oh, that would be jolly awkward if it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I was wondering that too. It's um. Definitely seems like he has some, you know, cognitive issues. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what uh, the director and writer Richard Curtis what what is what his choice was here. I don't, uh, you know, it's what like was he affected by time travel? Because I assume he was uh, the dad's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like was he affected in some way? Like did he time travel too much? Like uh yeah, that's that I I I can't pinpoint that. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think? No, I don't know. I think that it <laughs> it seemed I mean, him having a memory issue seemed like a a purpose for the movie. I was like maybe he can't time travel. So like yeah. because he didn't have a good memory or like yeah, maybe time travel like did something to his memory or maybe he like doesn't want to remember yeah yeah no definitely yeah i mean you got those yeah you got you got people who you know live in the past who are trying to constantly fix things and maybe he's kind of the the polar opposite of that who just kind of just lives and just forgets things easily and um or maybe he did it so much that it totally screwed up his brain and Mm -hmm. he just has so many memories that he can't PTSD keep them straight. Yeah. 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 That makes yeah. sense. They can't keep them straight because he's like always asking about like moments. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, I thought that character was such a unique uh yeah. choice for this movie. I, I and I, I yeah, I thought it I I I enjoyed it. Like I I thought it was was great for this movie. Um and and yeah. I love that. And that's what I love about movies is you 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 question these things and you can talk about it and try to dissect it and you know, and I love when directors don't necessarily give answers. They let the audience yeah. determine. So it's uh I I like that a lot. My um, biggest question is why was uh Rachel McAdams. Why was her character American? Yeah, they never do a British, uh, yeah, British accent. Well, yeah, they they never explained, you know, because I thought they would mention something like, you know, oh, I'm in America, you know, I'm from this place in America, and I moved here because of this, this, and this. They never once mentioned that, (laughs) you know, or her being like, my parents are here. Um, They usually never come. I'm like, that's like a. 14 hour flight like that's not just like <laughs> like that's not just like an oversight like right <laughs> you're american <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. i was wondering the exact same thing like yeah they never do that but and then yeah like you said like yeah maybe she just can't do an english accent or so they were just like ah we'll just go with english, it <laughs> yeah. yeah she's just american it's whatever yeah <laughs> i also like that um donald gleason has an english accent because he never does in the movies he's in right yeah um ever and so i love the movie because that's he has an english accent yeah have you i assume you've seen ex machina mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and um the revenant Ooh, good yes i forgot he was in that yeah accent. yeah that's right uh I, I, he has a british accent which we talked about earlier, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the, he was in, he was in the uh, sequel trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. He did have an Amer- uh, a British accent in that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you're right. Yeah, he he, he was yeah. in um, uh, what's it called Black Mirror, American accent. Yep, yep. You're right. Yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff he's in American accent. So. He, he can do a very good American accent. So kudos yeah. to him. Good actor. Ex Machina is a great movie. I love oh, that movie. So great. So great. Weird. It, it is very weird, but yeah, very compelling and uh, a yeah. lot a lot to dissect in that one. We Have actually you seen did an Frank? Ah, oh, Frank. Is that the one with uh, Michael Fassbender? It's the one he like wears a um, yeah. uh, plastered head. I, I know movie. the movie you're talking about. I, I don't... I, seen bits and pieces I, I never saw it all the way through it's very good i will check that out see you're okay. the movie guy i'll i'll check it out so <laughs> i just uh, like i don't know if maybe you can tell me what my taste is i think it might be just like indie film vibes like i don't know if this movie is an indie film but it has like indie film like quirky vibes um. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I mean. You've mentioned Ex Machina. You've mentioned mm-hmm. The Revenant. Um. Frank. Uh. Do you have any non-Domal Gleason movies you can give me that I can nope. maybe? <laughs> no. Um... Okay. So that's your movie taste. You like Domal Gleason? <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean. Hot Rod is a great movie. Oh, I love Hot Rod. Great movie. Um... I love. Yeah. Andy Samberg. Great actor. Great. Did you see uh, Palm Springs that came out no. this year? That's uh, 
it's good. It's like it's got a uh, another kind of time, not time travel, but it's uh, living the same day over and over, um, mm-hmm. kind of Groundhog Day style, um, which this movie gave me vibes of uh, about time did, you know, Groundhog sure. Day. You know, you can try to go back and try to make the girl, you know, say the exact same things to try to make the girl fall fall in love with you, which I'm glad this movie didn't fall into that trope. I'm glad he didn't just keep trying to go back and trying to say the right things every time. Um, But, you know, uh, again, as I was saying earlier, it does stem with the relationship with his father. Um, His father gets sick has to go there and his father kind of well at one point his father tells him that you can't go back uh before your kids were born because then you know the sperm could be different and you know it, it would be a different kid um that's one plot hole i was gonna mention like why <laughs> like why yeah like yeah, you, you you go back, you change. He was trying to change his sister's past, which he did, came home to a son. Um, but he was still able to go back to when she went into the accident and change it, and then he had his daughter again. Mm-hmm. Um, so my main issue was when Rachel McAdams wanted a third child, he said, okay, well, that would mean that I wouldn't be able to go visit my dad again. But couldn't yeah. you? <laughs> like you, you could if you could just change the change the past again, like you did with your sister. Like I, that's like mess it up and put it back together type thing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. His dad, he even goes back to his dad, and his dad is like the the plot hole that is weird to me is he goes, I can't go back because sperm. And then his wife's like, almost do. And he's like, got to say goodbye to my dad. And then they're playing ping pong. And he's like, a kiss is what you win. And he's like, kiss of death. Oh, no, is it time? And then he goes, <laughs> well, let's go back to a memory, but not change anything and not mess anything up. And it should be fine. And I'm like, wait, that's the whole point of him not coming back after the baby's born. And right. you just came back probably before like Kit Kat was born or whatever, but they didn't change anything. And it's like, wait, so if he just comes back to play ping pong with you every day for the rest of his life, he could do that. Right. Yeah. He didn't change that, anything. So that exactly. was my point. Well, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but, but I think anyone's going to find a plot hole in any time travel movie. I mean, I think that's just the, the nature of the beast. That is the, the time travel genre, I guess you could call it. Um, but, uh, but overall, I mean, this movie, again, it just, it's, it's about, you know, living in the moment, living with the time you have living like it's your, Kind of, you know, they don't say it specifically, but living like it's your last day in a way, but just living like I'm going to do my best this day. I'm going to make the most of this day, you know, take it day by day. I think that's a powerful message, you know, it's uh, and, you know, there's just so many great uh, comedic moments in this movie, so many great uh emotional moments in this movie and yeah i just uh it's a great uh 
great rewatchable film. Like it's not, you know, it's emotional at the end. You know, he's not going to see his dad again, but it's still, you know, it's it's not terribly where you don't want to watch it again. You know, it's not that sure. depressing. You it know, it's, also it's got has, a, it has a Fight Club element to it. Not to get into that whole thing because that's a oh, touchy subject. But um, <laughs> it has. I see your shirt, obviously. The block. Yeah. Uh, you got the the Fight Club. I'm glad vibe. you noticed. Thank you. Quality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it has that where at the beginning of the movie, it's like, oh wow, they. He's like, we always watched movies on weekends, and we always went to the beach, and we always. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I think they always did that because their dad has been able to time travel forever. And so he kept coming back to those moments and those those were his favorite moments. So all he wanted to do was the mundane and the ordinary and repeat, 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 repeat. Yes. He could time travel. And then, so you don't know at the beginning, but you come back and you're like, oh, maybe the repetition of, he's like, oh, we always did these family days. It's always all about the family days. I'm like, oh, his dad wanted to relive those family days. Yeah. Uh, And then what's cool about that is as you watch the movie, uh, watching it obviously for the like 50th time um, you see his dad smirking in the background of every time he time travels and he's in the scene. So like at the wedding, he obviously redoes his vows a bunch of times, but like even when he comes back to like have Kit Kat never meet um, the boyfriend, his dad's there and she like punt decks him. And then it walks by the dad and the dad's like smirking in that scene. And he's like yeah. in the background of a lot of scenes, just smirking. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, at the very beginning, yeah, when like you said, they do the same exact thing. It makes you wonder, like, how long his dad actually lived in his, like, how his dad perceived how how long he lived. I mean, technically, he could still be living, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, uh, he he could continue go to go back in time. It's just the timeline that other people are in are eventually going to see him die uh yeah that's a great point yeah it's uh and yeah like you said you do see him in the background you know seeing those moments and i even love when it's the funeral day for that timeline anyways and you know he goes and sees his dad and his dad's reading stuff and he's like oh like he knows that dom all that's what's happening yeah, like he, he knows and like what are you he doing said, here? Huh? Oh, oh, it's that. <laughs> you know, it's it's I love that. that. That was such a great touch. And um yeah, it's it yeah, it makes you wonder, yeah, is his dad just does it make him eternal, you know? Is he yeah. just gonna to him, is he alive forever, you know? Um it's just, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's uh, The big thing about this movie that was interesting to me that I didn't understand was how much clearance they got. So when I make a song, if I want to have the Beastie Boys in the background, it's just never going to happen. I have to get clearance from Sony, and, like, it's just, I can't use their music. The fact that they're like, Kate Moss, Charles Dickens, like, they just, like, throw <laughs> names around. They mention, who do they mention? There, uh, the scene where she's like, I'll take off an article of clothing for every decision you make about the wedding. Um, he mentions, she, she says, who do you want to be your best man? He's like, that's a hard decision. She's like, for all I care, you could choose. And she says like another actor's name. And he's like, well, uh, if I could choose him, I would choose him. Like, but they just, yeah. name, they just name drop 
Kate Moss. Like so many people that I'm like, how did you get so much clearance to just right. say all these people's names? Like, is that a thing in movies? Like, are you allowed to just be like, Kate Moss, like uh, just name, 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 name. So <laughs> I think you can, interesting. I think you can mention things. I, I just don't think you can like play music or I don't sure. know. I don't know. I don't know copyright laws. Or like a full Kate Moss gallery. I'm like, You're right. <laughs> she and she's not in the movie. Like, right. how did they like clear that? I don't know. That's just in, as an artist, that's like the most interesting thing to me. And I'm like, wow, that must have been a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and the, so. I do have to mention one of my favorite lines is, uh, you know, when they're playing table tennis, uh, his dad says, he's the first openly ginger player in the in the Olympics yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's just like openly ginger. Yes. So silly. Uh, very silly. Very silly. Um, uh, another plot hole, um, which isn't a big one. Um, his not that it, it has to happen this way, but his daughter is blonde. His first kid. Um, when she's a baby, like blonde, blonde. Yeah. And then when he drops her off at school, she is like bright red hair, ginger, like him with yeah. different facial features than the baby. And I'm always like, uh, it, obviously it's a casting issue, but I'm like, really? Like how, <laughs> like, did he mess up the timeline again and not realize he comes back to his girl? But in actuality, it's like this ginger kid. Um, the other, <laughs> and then his other kid is like brown with curly hair. I'm like, right. Hey, here's the thing. Neither him nor his wife have curly hair, but Rory has curly hair. Just, one, I'm just saying, I'm like watching this. I'm like, either this is not the best casting or like, <laughs> Oh man. Can you imagine if Rory was, uh, was having an affair with his wife, man, out of all people, Rory, can you believe that? Uh, let's start that. Yeah, Rory. It, would make, it would make sense for the movie though not <laughs> like if this movie was practical because Donald Gleason's character is so brash and like hard-headed like going at this girl that like he kind of like forces her in a certain way he like corners her to like him because they had an initial spark that he's like ah she's the one she's the one she's the one she's the one and it's like kind of disrespectful but he's painted as such like a sweet awkward charismatic guy that it'd be crazy if he was like so disrespectful like meddling with people's lives that if she had an affair because it's supposed to be like i love my ordinary family and i'm like your kid has curly hair anyway <laughs> just interesting to me it and is, then the is. other thing too is him saying i want to have another kid and she's saying i don't want to have a second kid and then they have a second kid like that and the second right. kid comes out i'm like she didn't want to have a second kid. Uh oh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's a that's a little thing that <laughs> it I'm is, it is. pretending and making up, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's uh no, that's those are great points. Great uh great Thanks. great great things hey, to bring up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just the end when you know his him and his dad have that last moment. They go back mm -hmm. to when he was a he was a kid, go on the beach, and uh, you know have that have that moment. Um, just uh, very heartwarming and emotional and all that. Uh, and you know, uh, you got the the Domal Gleason uh, narration basically saying, you know, I I don't do the time travel much anymore. Just again, as I've been saying, 
this whole episode is, you know, just, uh, you know, live every day like, uh, I keep on saying like you're, it's your last, but no, live every day like you're doing it again, you know, mm-hmm. to, to make it the most, you know, like he gets up with the kids at the very beginning, you know, he's, you know, uh, uh, yeah. So it's a great message. Great, uh, great makes you think, you know, just time is valuable and, uh, this movie definitely definitely points that out. What do you think of a red wedding dress? Um, is it symbolic? I don't know. Probably. Let's go with that. It's symbolic. Sure. sure. <laughs> uh, symbolic of what? I wonder. I feel it feels like a Zoe de Chanel like quirky moment. I feel like the movie has a lot of like borderline groaner quirky moments where she like plays the song that's not the wedding song, and he's right, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my way with the thing. It's a. I think that it's interesting that the movie does so much to like it, to throw in like Wes Anderson vibes and very like quirky vibes, um, but it never feels like cheeky. It never feels like I'm like, oh my god, you're trying too hard to be like <laughs> right, yeah. You, I'm like, oh, they would do that. Uh, these are my friends, you know. <laughs> um definitely yeah yeah i also love the moment where they're you know he he picks the best man and they're all giving toast he doesn't like the one guy's toast he goes to the next guy and then the <laughs> next guy i love how the playwright guy's just always angry he's just yeah <laughs> i think so that was a great, that was great writing because the whole setup was that he couldn't pick and then right. she was like finally you chose someone and he changed it again and she's like oh my god so he's still on the wedding day. Couldn't pick. <laughs> exactly. It's funny. It's just yeah, you you, you can't pick. It, it, being able to time travel still does not make you a genius. You know, yeah. still does not make you. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't that, work out. Another plot hole I just thought about. His dad tells his wedding. Uh, he he tells his um, wedding story twice. Um. Because I forgot why he told it twice, but I'm pretty sure he like told it twice. Um, the interesting thing about that is, uh, what's his face? Tim remembers it, remembers him telling it twice. The interesting thing is, so Tim can remember timelines. We know that Tim can remember timelines, like the timelines that he's affected. Um, right. The interesting thing is his dad. Um, talks to him about the cancer and he's like you've already been here haven't you i'm like shouldn't he have known that his dad's already been there like not just like an inkling feeling like he should have been able to have experienced the two timelines or maybe the dad only ex- experiences the two timelines when he's yeah. the one that i don't know i don't know how, yeah, time, I th- uh, how uh, time travel works so yeah i mean i would assume that um whoever goes back in time when they're in that closet or whatever, that timeline still continues. It's just, sure. I, I, I assume there's just infinite timelines now existing. Sure. I think my, my point is that he remembered the two wedding speeches and I'm like, so right. his dad meddled with the timeline there and he's re- remembered both, but then his dad meddled with the timeline yes. later, and he only remembered one. So right. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're right i hate yeah, this good. movie. just kidding <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible movie when i pick it <laughs> no yeah it's uh yeah i mean yeah i love the the the, the little the speeches and everything yeah, yeah heartwarming movie if you haven't seen it we gave away the whole thing but still we didn't do it justice uh still see it it's uh it's a very movie makes you think yes there's plot holes guess what back to the future is the most beloved films of all time but hey there's so many plot holes in that one so yeah um so yeah that is about time did you have any any other thoughts on the film sky um i love it very much (laughs) whenever i need to feel grounded um i struggle with dissociation and so whenever i need to just feel like I should be more present in my life. Um, I love watching this movie because it just makes me feel like, yeah, I should live and appreciate every moment because I don't have the opportunity to go back. Sure. So, yeah. And you, uh, you, you got a lot coming, man. You got a uh, baby on the way mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely enjoy it. I got three of my own, so wow. it's, uh, yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy every moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, I, um, I've never obviously had a kid. And so it's interesting that parents always talk about how, like, you know, you have a kid and it, like, rocks your world, changes your life. You never knew you could love someone that much. And I'm like, sure, totally. That's awesome. But, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like I don't mean to live a selfish life, but, like, I feel like I've lived just a – I'm the only person – here so i might as well live for me um and it's just i'm so excited to live for yeah my wife and my kid like just yeah. so cool i can't wait yeah i mean you truly don't know when to until it happens so yeah i mean i'm definitely boy or girl do you know girl girl got a name picked out i do kind no, of just... we're waiting for her to <laughs> be born and then we're going to decide if she looks like the name Okay, okay. And uh, I'm totally jealous of your beard, by the way. You have the coverage. What are you talking about? I do. I, I actually, I had a good one going, and I just got bored and shaved it all. Um, That's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, it's too itchy. I'm like, you didn't grow long enough. When you're yeah. bored, shave it off, too. I've shaved my beard because I'm like, eh, having a beard's fun, but not having a beard's fun, too. Yeah, exactly. But hey, man, it's been great talking with you. Do you got anything coming up? Where can people find you on Instagram or social media? Where uh, where can people find you? Uh, if you want to know about my family, Sky McKee, I'm going to be vlogging about my kid and stuff, um, my wife, but uh, Sky McKee, but Super Whatever is the band. If you want to check out music, we got new stuff coming out. So yeah. So yeah, check so, out yeah. Super Whatever. And it's uh v r not v e r at the end yeah is there a story behind that um yeah i it's 12 letters never nothing is 12 letters um the first album i made um second album was going to be called melancholism which is 13 letters and i was going to do this like progression forward um about like a lot of it is about like coping and emotional growth and so this was like the growing of uh of the like numbers um yeah, and uh, ended up not naming the album that because the sound changed and I didn't feel like it was going to do it justice. But um, yeah, I'm just obsessed with numbers and it just fits so nicely in this little 12. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I wish you wore your Mr. Rogers outfit, but it's okay. I should have, huh? Nah, it's all right. 
I'm glad uh, glad I got the real you, you know. Yeah. Um, but that is uh, Sky McGee, folks. Uh, Sky McKee, right? Sky McKee. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, it's been great talking with you, man. Me too, man. There you go, folks. About time. Sky McKee, super whatever. Make sure you're listening to him, his band, and you will not be disappointed. Super talented dude. Super cool dude to chat with. Had an enjoyable conversation with him. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. But that is it for me. For Sky, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. 